Well, today we're going to look at how we can respond to unexpected news that comes into our lives. We're going to continue our series called Who is Jesus? Over the last few weeks, we've been looking at this subject. Many people are wondering, even today, who is Jesus? This is one of the most researched questions on Google. Maybe you have asked that question and you have wondered, who is Jesus? When Jesus was here on earth 2,000 years ago, many people thought that they knew who he was. Some thought that he was just a carpenter. Others thought that he was demon-possessed. Some thought that he was a prophet and just a good teacher. But Jesus himself in John's Gospel reveals to us exactly who he is. That he wasn't just a prophet or a good person. That he was the great I Am. He was the Son of God, the Messiah, the living God who has come to dwell amongst us. That's who Jesus is. And Jesus makes some incredible statements. In fact, he makes seven I am statements to let everybody know who he was. We've looked at these over the last couple of weeks where Jesus said he is the bread of life, where he said he is the light of the world, where he is the gate or the door for the sheep. We've looked at how Jesus said that he was the great shepherd. And we've also seen how Jesus said that he is the resurrection and the life. And today we're going to look at the sixth I am statement of Jesus, where Jesus tells us that he is the way, the truth and the life. We're going to continue looking at John's gospel. And today we're going to be basing ourselves in, first of all, in John chapter 13, verse 36 to 38. And then John chapter 14, verse 1 to 7. This is what John 13 says. It says, Simon Peter asked, Lord, where are you going? And Jesus replied, you can't go with me now but you will follow me later. But why can't I come now, Lord, he asked. I'm ready to die for you, Jesus answered. Die for me? I tell you the truth, Peter, before the rooster crows tomorrow morning, you will deny me three times that you even know me. John 14 verse 1 to 7 says this. Don't let your hearts be troubled. Trust in God and trust also in me. There is more than enough room in my father's home. If this were not so, would I have told you that I'm going to prepare a place for you? When everything is ready, I will come and get you so that you will always be with me where I am. And you know the way to where I am going. No, we don't know, Lord, Thomas said. We have no idea where you're going. So how can we know the way? Jesus told him, I am the way, the truth and the life. No one can come to the Father except through me. If you had really known me, you would know who my father is. From now on, you do know him and have seen him. There are some interesting things that are taking place here in these two passages. First of all, in John 13 and John 14. In John chapter 13, and verse 33 and 36, Jesus tells his disciples, his followers, these people who had given up everything to follow him because they believed he was the Messiah, the Son of God. He tells them after three and a half years of being with them that he was now going to leave them, that he was going to die. It's amazing to see that Jesus tells them that although they'd given up everything to follow him, 
they couldn't follow him any longer in this moment, that they weren't going to be able to go to the place that he was going to. And this statement that Jesus makes here makes the disciples respond in different ways. This was unexpected news, unplanned for news. They didn't expect this at all. The one they loved the most, their saviour, their messiah, their rabbi, he was now going to leave them and they couldn't follow him in his death. Some of them responded in different ways, as I'm sure you would if a loved one said that, or if you've experienced unplanned for news in your life, maybe you've responded in a different way, in an angry way. That's what we see here. Peter, he boldly says to Jesus, first of all, that he's going to follow him, that he's never going to leave Jesus no matter what. Then Thomas, when he hears the news that Jesus is going to leave, he vocalizes as well the disciples' deep concern over Jesus' comments. They all react in different ways. They're worried, they're scared, they're fearful. They're worried about what's going to happen to them and also what's going to happen to Jesus as well. And it's amazing in this moment, Jesus, he senses their emotions. He can see here how they feel and he knows that they're going to be worried and scared. This was probably one of the scariest things that Jesus was going to have to tell his disciples. And But it's amazing that Jesus comes and he comforts his disciples in this moment. And he says in John 14 verse 1, he says, don't let your hearts be troubled. You know, I really believe in this moment that there's somebody who's watching online and the Lord wants to say that to you. Don't let your heart be troubled. Maybe you've received some unexpected news. Maybe something difficult has come your way that you didn't plan for. An illness. Maybe somebody's left. Maybe you've lost a job. Maybe you're finding life difficult. Maybe you're struggling in your faith. Jesus comes to you today and says, don't let your heart be troubled today. Don't let it be troubled. Don't let the enemy or those fears or those worries fill your heart and consume your heart today. You know, the Greek word here where Jesus says that he is troubled. It actually means to agitate, to disturb, confusion, panic, uprising. We see here that the disciples, they were in great emotional distress because of this announcement that Jesus had made. They were confused. Their hearts were confused. They were disturbed. They were agitated. They were worried. They were panicking about this situation. It's interesting here that this verb that, that Jesus says here, don't be troubled, this word for troubled here is the same verb that Jesus used previously in John chapter 11, verse 33, when he was at Lazarus's tomb, which we looked at last time, where he also uses this word when he's preparing for his crucifixion. And also he uses this word when he's about to be betrayed by Judas as well. It's amazing here that Jesus says, don't be troubled. Now, maybe you're watching this today and you might think, well, why didn't Jesus take his own advice as well if he knew what was coming his way? You know, we know about what happened in the Garden of Gethsemane where he was sweating drops of blood as he was about to go and die on the cross for you and for me to take our sin upon himself. You know, why didn't Jesus take his own advice? You know, does it mean that he shouldn't have taken his own advice in this moment? Not at all. Jesus here wants us to know that we will all experience troubles and difficulties in our life. As he says in John chapter 16, verse 33, he said, in this world, you will have troubles and have difficulties. You know, being a follower of Jesus doesn't mean that we don't have to worry, that we don't get afraid, that sometimes we feel like our emotions are overtaking us. Jesus isn't saying that here. But what he is saying is that in those difficult moments, in those hard moments, that a person who is under the grace of God doesn't have to be afraid, doesn't have to be consumed by this. The storms of life 
won't beat us and they won't destroy us. Those difficulties that we don't plan for, that unexpected news that we don't expect to hear, it doesn't have to consume us and over uh, and fill our lives and destroy our lives. Jesus is teaching the disciples here that, you know, you won't go through life without feeling the, that going on an emotion, emotional roller coaster at one point or another. But Jesus says here, when our hearts and our souls and our minds are consumed with fears, with anxieties, when we are troubled, instead of focusing on that, instead of trusting ourselves, we can trust our emotions and our lives to God. We can place our lives in God's hand, even as Jesus did in, the, in his darkest hour, in that garden of Gethsemane, where he was totally overwhelmed by what was about to happen to him. He said, take, Father, if you are willing, take this cup away from me, but not my will, your will be done. Jesus trusted his heavenly Father. And he wants to remind us in those times where we feel confused, in those times where we feel like the storms of life have come our way, where we're troubled, where we're finding life difficult, we can trust our lives to Jesus. We can put our trust in him. And there are a few things that Jesus encourages the disciples to, to do in this moment when they receive this news, when they're shocked, when they're overwhelmed, when they're confused, when they're worried. The first thing that Jesus encourages them to do is to have faith Verse 1 there says of John chapter 14, Don't let your hearts be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. And you know, I believe the Lord wants to encourage us today. Rather than allowing those worries and those fears and those anxieties just to constantly be playing in our minds, to constantly be worried, we need to realign our thinking, realign our thoughts, fix our focus, not on the problem, not on the mountain, not on that news, not on that unexpected thing, Fix your eyes and your hearts on Jesus. Put your hope, put your confidence in God, even as the psalmist said, Why so downcast, O oh my soul? Put your hope in God. Jesus encourages us to have faith in God. We might know, not know why it's happening. We might not know and understand why we have to go through this. But we, have, we can trust in our God. Our God is a God who we can trust in. You know what I've discovered is faith is a journey and not a one-time act. You know, it's something that we constantly have to do. There'll be times where we feel like, you know, we don't want to, you know, we don't understand what God is doing. There'll be times where we feel like abandoning our faith. It's not a one-time act. But Jesus encourages his disciples here that although they received this bad news, although Jesus was going to have to die, trust in God. God knows what he's doing. He has a plan. He has a purpose. And I believe God wants to remind us of that today. Trust in God. Put your hope in God. Surrender to him. You know, Hebrews 11 verse 1 says this about faith. It says, faith is confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see. We might not understand why we're going through that difficulty, but there is a plan and a purpose for it. God is doing something in our lives. He works all things together for our good and for his glory, for us, for us who love him. So the Lord wants to remind us, if you've had some unexpected news, if an unexpected storm and difficulty has come your way, Keep trusting in God. Keep placing your faith in the Lord. Secondly, we see here that in this moment, Jesus, he doesn't just leave his disciples worry and panic about this situation and about this news and about what's going to happen about the future. But Jesus actually comforts his disciples. He reminds them that there is hope that although he's going to die, he will rise again. And Jesus is doing something. He's preparing a place for them. Verse 2 of John 14 there is more than enough room in my father's home. If this were not so, would I have told you that I'm going to prepare a place for you? 
Jesus wanted to remind his disciples here in this moment that his departure had a purpose. That although he was going to die, although he was going to be reunited with his father, he was actually going to prepare a place for you, for me, for all who would put their trust in him. There was a purpose for that difficult moment. He was preparing a place we could all dwell with him forever and ever. You know, when we encounter trials within our lives, when we encounter difficulties and disappointments and loss, we can turn to our God and we can find comfort in him. We can find healing. We can find hope. We can find peace in our God, something which we'll never find in this world or even in other people or the things of this world. We can only find hope in and through our God. We can only find comfort in our God. He is the God of all comfort. And I want to encourage you today to put your hope in him. Know that he is there in this moment. He's there to comfort you. He is with you. And thirdly, we see here that after receiving this news, Jesus, not only does he tell them to keep trusting in him, not only does he come and comfort them and says, look, there's a purpose to all of this and why I have to leave. But Jesus here, he strengthens them with his promise. I'm so glad that our God is a promise giving God and a promise keeping God as well. Jesus reminds his disciples that this stressful moment, this difficult moment, it's only temporary. And I think sometimes we need to remember that, that the storms of life which come our way, they only last for a moment. Those storms will pass away. You know, we've had many storms, even over this past year, physical storms. You know, I've had tiles blown off my roof. I've had my fence come down a few times in my house. You know, that's happened this past year. But you know, the good thing is, is that the storm passed after a day or two. And just like physical storms will pass, natural storms will pass, so will spiritual storms as well. So will the difficulties that come our way. They'll only happen for a season. And God won't allow us to be consumed by them or defeated by them. But God will bring us through that. And the way that he strengthens us to keep trusting in him, the way he strengthens us in those difficult moments is, is through his promises. That our God is a promise-keeping God and he's a God who fulfills his promises. He says that although it's going to be difficult, that there's going to be joy that will come out of this moment of weeping. That although he's going to die, three days later he's going to rise again. And he's going to make a way for all to put his trust in him. All to put their trust in him. And Jesus encourages them with this. You know, even after receiving this promise, they're still a little bit distressed, these disciples. They're still worried about what's going on. And Thomas here, you know, he expresses his confusion and he says this in verse 5. He says, Lord, we don't know where you are going, so how can we know the way? And then Jesus responds by letting us know once again who he is. Jesus wants you to know who he is as well. Verse 6 of John chapter 14. I am the way, the truth and the life no one comes to the father except through me jesus wants to remind us once again that he is the great i am and he is the only way to salvation he is the way to the father he is the way to eternal life the only way the one true way he is the truth we can trust in him while we're living in a world where many people are looking for real truth there is only one real truth, that is Jesus Christ. He's the same yesterday, today and forever. He never changes. He's faithful. He is good. He is sure we can trust in Jesus. And he's also the life as well. If you are looking for real life, you won't find it in the things of this world. Real life, lasting life, eternal life is only found through Jesus. And he's come to make that way possible. Jesus wants us to know that he brings authentic, abundant life. That he is the way to eternal life. And that he is the truth in which we can build our lives upon. 
And so as we come to a conclusion of this message today, have you received some unexpected news? Has a difficulty come in your life which you didn't plan for? Are you going through a tough time right now? Do you know which way to go? Are you confused about what's happening? I want to encourage you to turn to Jesus for he is the way, the truth and the life. You can trust in him whenever we experience hardships and fear. We must place our faith in Jesus and we must allow his promises to encourage us, to bring us through those difficult times, to help us when our hearts are troubled, knowing that he says that we don't have to be troubled. Don't let your hearts be troubled. Believe in the Father, but also believe in me. And so I want to encourage you today, call upon Jesus, put your trust in Jesus and he will help you. If you're feeling overwhelmed right now, he will help you because he is the way, the truth and the life. Amen. Well, I'd like to give you an opportunity to respond to this message today. Maybe you're watching this and you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Saviour, but you'd like to today. You've heard that he is the way to eternal life. He is the ultimate truth and that he is the life. He has come to bring us abundant life right here and right now and also to give us that free gift of eternal life. He did that because of his love for you. He made that way possible by dying on the cross and taking the punishment for your sin and my sin so we could be forgiven. He rose again and we also can know that when we die, we'll rise again as well. We'll spend all of eternity in heaven with him. It's not about being good people or doing good things. It's simply by believing in Jesus. He is the way, the truth and the life. And today I'd like to give you that opportunity to accept Jesus, to know Jesus as your Lord and as your Saviour. In a moment, I'm going to say a prayer. And I'd love for you to repeat the words of this prayer after me. I'd love to include you in this prayer. The words are going to be on the screen. And if today you want to know Jesus as your Lord and Saviour, please repeat these words after me. Mean it in your heart and today you can know him. Even if you're recommitting your life, please say these prayers to, this prayer today and Jesus will come into your life and be your Lord and Saviour. Amen. Let's pray together. Please repeat these words after me. If you're asking Jesus Christ into your life for the first time or you're recommitting your life to him today. Dear Jesus, today I surrender. I ask that you would forgive me of my sins. Wash me clean. I ask that you would save me. I believe you died on the cross and rose again. Today I choose to follow you and ask that you would be my Lord and Saviour. Thank you for the fresh start I now have in you. In Jesus' name, Amen. Amen. Well, if you've said that prayer today, know that your eternity is secure. That Jesus Christ has come into your life. The old life is gone. The new life has come. You're now a follower of Jesus. I'm celebrating with you today. And as a church, we are celebrating with you. We'd love to know about this decision that you've made as well so we can begin to help you take your next steps in your new journey of following Jesus. In a moment, there's going to be a link that will pop up in the comment section on whatever platform you're watching this on. It's going to be a link to our website, gatewaychurchcanary.co.uk forward slash no God. Please click on that link if you said that prayer today. On that page, there's going to be a little bit more information about the decision that you've just made. And at the bottom of that page, there is a form. I'd like to ask you to please fill out that form and send it in to us just so that I can introduce myself to you. We can introduce ourselves to you as a church and we can just send you a few things just to help you take those next steps. But please know it's the best decision that you've ever made, that you know Jesus. He is the way and the truth and the life and your eternity is secure today. Amen.